0: Our guests
1: this week are are Richard and Emily Gibbs from 64 Ounce Games. Hi, guys. We're so glad you guys are joining us. Oh. We're glad
0: to be here. Yes.
1: And we definitely have questions for you. So I'm just going to jump right in. Um, First, I want to know what what, um, made you create 64 Ounce Games? How did that come about? Well,
2: um, 64 Ounce Games originally – I'm a sighted person and so is my wife. Um, yes.
0: I am a certified teacher of visual impairments here in Texas. I've also worked in Maryland, Louisiana, and Michigan as a, a teacher of students with visual impairments. And
2: I'm a special education teacher whose hobby is board games.
0: Right. All right. And so um, my best friend is blind. I met her in eighth grade. And so she taught me Braille. Way back then, even though I'm excited, we used to write secret messages to each other. And um, it just so happens that through my work, um, through my friend, we happen to have a lot of friends who are blind and who are Braille users. And that's just always been true for us. And so when we play board games, we were always frustrated and annoyed that we could only play Scrabble or Monopoly or Uno or cards.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh
0: So, uh, and that was really frustrating for us because we would say, you know, we have Apples to Apples, we have Cards Against Humanity, we have um, Settlers of Catan, we have, you know, we have all these really fun, interesting games that our, our Braille reading friends couldn't play. And um, Richard loves board games, we probably own over 400 right now. And he's always been trying to design games himself. Um, and when he was trying to design his own games, he was he said, "You know, if I'm going to make games and get them published by a publisher, I want our friends to be able to play them." And so that was kind of first and foremost, most important in our mind when we were starting um, to try to publish board games.
1: Awesome! That's very awesome. I'm going to give the next question to Cindy.
3: So I'm curious of how did you come up with your name,
1: 64-Ounce Games?
0: (laughs) Um, So are you familiar with Game of Thrones?
1: I'm not. I am.
0: (laughs) Okay, so in Game of Thrones, um, every house or every family has a symbol or a sigil that represents their house. And so we were hanging out with some friends who were Game of Thrones fans, and they asked us, you know, what would be your sigil if you were in Game of Thrones? What would be the symbol for House Gibbs? And we're joked around. And we're like, "Oh well, it would be a big gulp cup because Richard loves root beer," and so <laughs> that's where it came from. So, sixty-four ounce games is the sixty-four ounce big gulp cup that would be. Oh, that is too funny.
1: <laughs> that is great. <laughs>
3: it's not anywhere where I thought it might go, but mine, mine, me mine either. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, the whole idea of bringing you guys here was when we did our board game. Um, uh, presentation and we chatted about board games and you are so right people the games that we talked about and accessibility had to do with of course chess and checkers and um of course monopoly and scrabble uh and card games and it was pretty limited you know and some people talked about other games that they like to play that could be made kind of they were semi-accessible uh, games like Trouble, where you could feel where to move the piece, but but because of the bubble, you couldn't feel the die, right? right. So, um, and uh, so that got us to looking at, we started looking up different games, and uh, anyway, Mika is the one that kind of came across, like, and I'd heard of you guys, but I did not at the time when we were talking a couple weeks ago, I had not thought about you guys, but I was very
1: quiet on that call because I don't really, I haven't really played a whole lot of board games. So, um, so I, I knew about 64 ounce games and Emily, I have you on Facebook. And so during the call, I was like, let me go, let me go set my powers to good and see if you'd be willing to come on. And you said, yes. So by the time our call was almost done, I was like, okay, I have our next guest. (laughs) No, we we're.
0: Um, I was thrilled to be asked. And I know um, I heard someone mention D&D earlier. And so one of the other things that we do um, is we do accessibility kits for board games. We do Braille teaching products. So if a teacher comes to us and says, hey, I'd really like to do this thing, but it doesn't exist yet, we make that for them. And then the third thing we do is we do Braille D&D dice. So we do 20, um, so 20-sided dice and RPG sets. The
2: entire polyhedral set right. or, um,
1: in Braille oh that's amazing
0: because there's just something about being I mean there's tons of apps that'll do it but there's something about being able to roll a physical die that when you're you know fighting an orc or something you just want to be able to roll a natural 20.
2: Now we mentioned accessibility kits but I don't think we had given any explanation or context on what um that actually is.
3: Exactly I was going to just ask you that like what is it what does an accessibility kit mean?
2: Um, what we sell, the main thing that we sell are ex- what we call accessibility kits. And what they are is they are usually consist of some, a little bit of print instructions, not much, um, and braille instructions that tell about the game. And then, um, a bunch of sheets of sticky braille, um, that's transparent. So, um, if you wanted to buy a game, let's say munch Kit, um, you would purchase the it from Amazon or wherever, you purchase one of our accessibility kits, and then you'd be able to put the transparent braille onto the game that you purchased, so that you'd be able to read um, what the cards say, and you don't need to rely on other players to tell you what's going on, and you can um, participate more wholly in the game than you would be otherwise with your sighted friends.
0: So we offer a lot of card games, but we also offer whole board games. So we have an overlay kit for a game called Ticket to Ride. Um,
2: We haven't released that quite yet. Okay, um, we're working
0: on an accessibility kit for a game called Ticket to Ride, and the board has um, a detailed map of the United States. And so it's our intention that you'll be able – and it's a train game, so you're making train routes from one city to the next. Um, So it's our intention that you'll be able to play this board game and look at the entire map and – have complete accessibility and equal access
2: Um, a timely game that also has a map would be pandemic where you fight to (laughs) defeat a pandemic um, and you work together it's a cooperative game where you're trying to save the, the human race so it'd be good practice for right now
3: right so um, let me ask you this, the pandemic game, for example, we would be buying just the labels and then um, we would have to buy the game itself. Yeah, Okay.
0: Oh. Same with ticket to ride. Yes. Yeah, so all of our games are um, in addition to the actual game. And that's how we get around like copyright law. So we're not actually cha- We're changing the game. Our accessibility kit is more, um, like an add-on to the game. So you actually have to purchase the game from the publisher and put our kit together with the published game in order to make an accessible version.
2: Now, there are some publishers that we've worked with and they're, they'll give us like wholesale discounts so we can put it in a combination kit that's cheaper than you'd be able to buy the kit and the game separately. But that's that's our with specific publishers that we have a relationship with. That we, and we call those combo
3: kits. Do um, you have an example of any that you
2: were, can offer? Um, an example of be... Um, so, you... Sur-
0: Sur- 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 is one of my favorite games because um, you don't need to know Braille in order to play it. It um, We offer a combo kit with Sorrow, and it's a um, a game where you are a, a dragon and you are following a path and trying to stay on the board as long as possible. So it has three-by-three square cards that have paths on them and so when you put them on the board you're lining up the paths in order to continue on and stay on the board and if you fall off the board you you die
2: just like in real life
0: right
1: (laughs) yeah if you fall off the board you die
4: (laughs) so the other thing
0: i want to mention about our kits is we um we really value um the idea that we want people to be able to put them together independently too and so when we're designing them we try to make sure that the all of the labels are in the same order that the cards are in and that um, each card is outlined on the braille sticker sheet. So it's almost perforated. So you don't need scissors. You can just tear each label off. So how do you label
3: cards that you like uh, say, I mean, a monopoly is not probably a good choice because you can actually purchase monopoly in a braille form, but you know, it's got the chance and the community chess card. So, would you provide labels for each of those cards? Is that the idea? Yeah, gen- we generally we do.
2: Now, some, um, um, there are some specific examples of games that have too much text on their card. Um, like Munchkin is one of them. And um, so what we've done with games that have like too much text is we give like the name of the card, and then we have a QR code that is with it. So you can use your iPhone or whatever to um, scan it and get the full... Um, Full text of the card, but if you're just like having it in your hand, all right, which one is the armor? You can read that in Braille and then you scan it to find out what the armor actually does. Right.
0: Or... Every single one of our kits is individualized to the game because we want to make sure that it's playable and that the experience is the same because we really want um, that equal access and the equal experience of playing a board game. Um, so, because of that, each kit is individualized for that game.
3: So I understand that because based on what the game is, it would be dependent on how much work is involved in putting the kit together and all of that. What kind of price range are your kits?
2: Um, We usually aim to have the price range around the same as um, the game itself. So like a $30 game, we try to make our kits like $30. Just uh, um but we we adjust that depending on what is actually physically in the box and how much work it is exactly but that's that's what my goal always is sometimes it's a little higher than that or a little lower than that
0: right so a kit would include the labels um braille instructions and it also includes card sleeves so card sleeves are plastic um kind of envelopes that you can slide the cards into and we found that people really like them because one it protects the cards and it makes them a little, bit, a little bit thicker, a little bit more sturdy, even though they already are that way with Braille on them. But it also makes it so you don't have to put the Braille directly on the cards. They're still clear. You can still see the cards straight through it, so you can play with your sighted friends. Um, but it gives it a little bit more thickness. You don't have to use the sleeves if you don't like them, um, especially if it's your game. But we found that um, in most cases, people do like to use them. And then if we have, if there's any sort of board, there's a board overlay. If there are any dice, we create custom 3D printed dice for the game. So their dice are accessible. Pretty much um, if it needs to be made accessible in the board game box, we make a version that is in braille.
3: How do you get word out about your, uh, your company? How do, how do people oh. learn about you? We
0: don't. Yeah. Um. Um, so we call this a self-supporting hobby. I mean, we both have full-time jobs, and we do it because we love it. It's you know it's a passion project. We want everybody to be able to play games, and so we get, we're getting to the point where we do so, You know, we do interviews sometimes. We do demonstrations at some small conventions across the country, um, mostly around Texas throughout the year, um, and then it's just word of mouth. People who you know, have used our games, they recommend it to a friend and they recommend it to a friend. So we have a lot of repeat customers and we have a lot of people who contact us and say, Hey, I just played this. What else do you have that you think that I would like? And then we describe, you know, two or three other options and they're like, Oh, well, I'll try this one. And then they buy another game from us. Um, We're getting to the point where it's, we're getting a little bit more well-known. And so we're getting more sales and, you know, it's great but it's also kind of concerning because it's like, wow, i
2: also have a full-time job here
0: exactly <laughs> but it's been fun but
2: so but we, we don't want to be too much more successful unless we're a lot more successful <laughs> right then we could quit our jobs and just do that but <laughs> right it, yeah, yeah i mean, that middle ground is where we're
0: where we're headed i think
3: gotcha i i'm curious if you have Any trivia games that you've done
2: Uh, we don't do as many trivia games just because um like it's a lot of text number one um the other thing is that that's fairly better a lot of times those are available in electronic formats already Mm -hmm. so um, one
0: other place where we run into trouble is games like Trivial pursuit are updated constantly and so there's always a new version coming out and so when that happens, the version that we have brailled kind of conflicts with the brand new version, and then we have to con- continually and constantly update our files and update and buy the new one and update it. And so we try not to do games that have, that have to be updated co- consistently and constantly. The two games that we do that are constantly thorns on our side are Apples to Apples and Cards Against Humanity because they're constantly coming out with new versions, but everybody loves them.
1: I was just about to ask you what game was the most. Um, which games have been the most difficult?
2: Um, I don't. Uh, the only difficulty with Cards Against Humanity and Apples to Apples is just having to replace it. There, and there are so many cards on there. Um, uh, it, actually, Cards Against Humanity did, does have some problems in that um, the cards are actually, or the there's so much text on the um, cards that you can't fit all of the cards on it in braille so we had to um we actually ship it with um card sleeves that are bigger than the cards against humanity cards so that you can stick the sticker on there and we recommend that you put like card stock in it so that to fill out the rest of the sleeve but um there just isn't room for it but that is one of our most popular titles everyone loves cards against humanity um
1: everyone are terrible people yes we are terrible <laughs> i love cards against humanity
2: <laughs> but it's, so, a, it's a lot of work to put that kit together
3: so. yes. do you buy the when somebody contacts you and and says a game that maybe you never played before right and they want that game then do you go get the game and then figure out how to make it work um, or? that's, that's we, a
2: case-by-case case yeah.
3: basis
0: sometimes we do um and sometimes if um Someone says, you know, I would really like you to make a kit for this game. What we ask is for them to buy it and have it shipped to us. And so then we make a kit using the copy they bought okay. and then ship it to them after we have created a kit. We've done that several times as well. And that's just like on a case by case basis or um, like when we have some free time. But it's not something we're against doing. It's just because it helps us create new games that people want. But at the same time, we have to have time available
3: so do you have some kits that are like standby you have some already prepared like if i if i came to you and said i want to buy a kit do you have any already ready that i could and then go buy the game and
2: make it work um you we do print on demand so we have a at least a three week lead time okay because we have five kids um so like if you decide that you wanted to buy sushi go today um i would Produce it in braille, and then we would um, um,
0: package it and mail it to you, free matter for the blind. And so you might get it um, in June. Yeah,
3: so you well, guys,
0: you guys each have full time jobs and five kids,
3: and you're doing this. I know, right? Passion, hobby, job, b thing. Wow, uh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, guys. You know, yes. That's, uh, It's
1: really cool.
3: Um,
1: Do you think we're ready for some questions? I think we are. So I'm going to tell people how to raise their hands. We already have someone with a hand raised. Um, If you're calling in on your phone, you can raise your hand by pressing star nine. If you are using the Zoom app on your phone, you can go to more, which is in the lower right-hand corner, double tap that, and then there's a raise hand option. If you are on the PC... It is Alt-Y to raise your hand. And if you're on a Mac, it's Options-Y. And everybody just got it. <laughs> okay, Lynn, Linda, you can go.
0: Linda? Don't forget to unmute yourself, please. Okay, I've
3: tried Linda, so we'll oh, go. Oh, there it. she can is. Can you hear me now? Oh, there. Yeah. Are, yes, no, yes. Okay. Again, Linda.
5: For some reason there's two screens with the zoom thing on my computer and i get lost yeah between. i i understand um this is linda yaks from arkansas and i have a question for the for the yeah them have you thought about doing the game settlers my family absolutely loves settlers and i feel so left out
0: um so settlers is my favorite game um we actually we have a uh, like the anniversary edition and we call it our fine china because we bought it together after we got married um it has <laughs> It has a very special place in my heart because I'm a cancer survivor, and when I had cancer, oh, wow. um, Richard brought his copy and we played it probably seven hundred times when I had to have, drop out of college. So Saltler's is like our game together. And we've tried heard of it. it. <laughs> we've tried to make it accessible several times, and there's a lot going on with it because it has you know the hexagonal tiles. it has the houses and the roads that you are setting up between the hexagonal. Um, tiles. The closest that we got is we found a travel version where um, the roads and the houses were um, put into. They were like on pegs, and so you had to put the pegs into a hole for so it didn't move in travel.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And that had kind of the um, most promising way one that we saw. And so it's definitely something that we are looking into. We just recently, with like within the last two weeks, bought a brand new. 3d printer that is much more powerful than our previous 3d printer and so i think that's going to be our next kind of trial is to figure out how to do that one because we haven't had the capability before but it's definitely something that is special to us and we would love to share
2: right um it's thank you you. it's a game that's important enough that we want to make sure that we do it right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah, we're going to do it we want it to be good thank you, Thank you for what you've done
5: And Melanie. Yes. Hi. Um, I am wondering, I'm not a fluent Braille reader to the point where I'd feel confident enough to buy one of the kits in Braille. How many of the games do you have that are um, not Braille reading dependent, but yet still do adapt the game? And it was so funny when you mentioned Ticket to Ride, I literally was typing that into your search to see if you had it at that very moment and because that's my family's favorite game but i really struggle to play that game because there's just so much going on on the board and i'm wondering if that will require a knowledge of braille right um, uh,
2: um we do not offer many games at all that um, don't require knowledge of braille the biggest one that we have is uh surro um there's a mm-hmm. which is um the dragon um path game that right. she mentioned earlier. but i would say that if right. your family
0: loves ticket to ride they probably would like surro because it has a lot of the same um kind of themes it's just a little okay. simpler because it doesn't have the trains or the car uh um, the cards but it, but it looks like it only takes 15 minutes to play very right. it's it's quick tricky. very fun
6: okay. um,
0: and so you can okay. play it two or three times in a row one thing Actually. I would say um, about not being a competent Braille reader is, about is that one of the reasons why, as a teacher, I love using games to teach is because when you're playing a game, um, all of the cards are predictable, especially a game that only uh, has a few cards. And so you can get used to those cards and be yeah. successful. Uh, we have a lot of games that only have, you know, um, maybe six or seven or eight different cards. And so you can lo- learn those different ones, and then you become successful at reading those because they're predictable, they're repetitive, you know what they mean, that you know what the words look like, and you become a faster Braille reader. It's like practice. Um,
2: Great idea. Like, like, for instance, with Ticket to Ride that you just mentioned, when we release the kit, which I hope to do this summer, um, we're going, um, the main cards are just a red card, a black card, a gray card, or I mean, just the right. color. So you'd see Mm -hmm. the the colors on most of the cards. So you wouldn't Mm -hmm. even if you're not that great a braille reader, you wouldn't. You it wouldn't be too much of a struggle, and you get that repetitive practice and really be able to boost your braille skills by playing some of our games.
5: Well, this thank you very much. This is really good to know. Um, I work as an information and referral specialist, and I had someone call me er, um, earlier this week about having a teenage student that was really reluctant to learn Braille. And I wish I'd have thought to tell them about you guys, because that would probably
0: have been perfect for them. We actually, um, we have a lot of games um, from Haba. Haba is a particular publisher that we have a partnership with, but they um, produce fun and engaging kids' games. And so they're predictable, they're repetitive, but they're much more fun than, like, Candyland, and so, as a parent, my brain doesn't melt when I'm trying to play them with my kids, which is what I love about them, but we do a lot of them because they're great for our Braille-reading kids when they're first learning how to read Braille as well.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Awesome, thank you. Teresa? Yes, this is Teresa in Portland. And my daughter had her 40th birthday last September, and she was hell-bent that we were going to play Cards Against Humanity, and there was a bunch of blind people as part of the group. So she found your um, what do you, your enhanced kit with the blind-related oh,
0: cards. Oh, for society, yes.
4: <laughs> yeah, to add to it. And so we were able to play at her party, and it was a lot of fun. I'm
0: so glad that you had a good
2: time. Yeah, it's um... That's great. Uh, It's a lot of work to do our kits, especially that kit. But we love to hear how
0: it's successful. Um, So what what she's talking about is we have a um, kind of an add-on. One great thing about Cards Against Humanity is it's open source, and so they let you make your own cards. We created a card kit that we call Blinks of Poor Society, which is all uh, blindness-related cards, and so I think one of them is like with your guide dog. Uh, Just terrible, terrible things that um, I think are funny. <laughs>
4: it's pretty wild. It was hysterical. It was hysterical. And we when we were at the pub down the street um, drinking. So, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> I love it.
1: All right.
3: Thank, All right, thank you so you. much, Teresa.
1: Jamaica, I've, there's probably something on your screen that's asking you to unmute. Oh, there you are. There you are. No, you're not. She's not unmuted. Uh, let's go
3: to 303.
4: Um, area code 303. Hi, this is Nancy. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. you can. Hi. Hey, Richard and Emily. Thank you for all you do. I've bought several of your kits in the past. Love Castles of Burgundy. Um, I have two questions for you. What are some of the most recent games you've done kits for? And have you looked at isle of cats i don't do a lot of tile games but i really want to play that and i was curious if you thought it was possible
2: um i have not played isle of cats i've seen it at, uh, a, a lot of or i've seen it online but i have not gotten a chance to play it um i so because i don't know the specific mechanics i don't know um how possible it is um but i'm not gonna rule it out um But one thing is that we um, lately we've been trying to only do um, what we call evergreen games. um, That is games that I know are going to be in in print for a long time. Because when we first started the business, I was friends with a lot of board game people um, who were in the publishing business. And a lot of games only have a shelf life of about maybe a year. So the problem with um, taking the time to um, transcribe something like that is I do it, it get, I sell like three copies maybe and then it's out of print and never going to be printed again so I try to be very um, I try to choose games that I'm sure are going to be around forever because I, it, it doesn't do me any good to um, translate a game that is going to disappear off the shelf so I have to before I do something like Isles of Cats which is a fairly new game I'd have to make sure that I think that it's going to be around for the next five years or so. Um, And I think you had a first part of the question. which She wanted to know
0: what we've been working on. And so we have put a lot of time into this kit kit for uh, Ticket to Ride. And that's probably what we've been working on for the last three or four months, just because um, in order to do the board well, we are laser engraving like a negative and then turning that negative into a positive using our Thermoform machine and each of those laser engraves um it's a big board so there's four pieces and each one was over 24 hours so we had to design it and then do a 24-hour laser engrave in order to get the board right and that's what i mean by we don't like to do games unless we can do a really good job because we want it to look good we want it to feel good we want it to be you know at the best that we can do and we take it seriously and sometimes if we don't think we can do a good enough job, we'll just say, well, you know, we're not ready to do this game yet.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: That Ticket right. to Ride well, game we... sounds amazing. I, I I, want to buy it.
4: Um, yeah, we play a lot of Ticket to Ride around here, and I'll be talking to you before the weekend is out. Richard and Emily, thank you. All right. Um, Jamaica, so that you are unmuted. Yes, this is uh, Jamaica, and I wanted to ask about a game called Outburst. Uh-huh. is is that one do you think that one could be made into into braille um, I don't
2: rem- I don't remember exactly I, the exact so sorry, I that just time. asked that's a- the one
0: with the windows um, I think so I'm not sure I we do um, a party game called taboo right now that is very popular and that's um, one that we have a kit for currently
2: um, I, I don't remember I, how exactly Outburst works so it has been um. Over-
0: Mm-hmm. There is
4: an electronic version of it, right? I I don't I don't think I don't think so because I have a copy of it, but it's in print, and I not and I'm totally blind. So okay, well, I, um,
0: that's just not what. Like, I think I played it a couple of times, but like years and years and years ago. So we would have to look at it to see which one that is. Uh, but uh, we don't offer a kit of it currently.
7: Okay, thank you.
1: All right. Um, Wendy, there should be something on your screen asking you to unmute.
6: Okay, I think I am unmuted. You are yes. unmuted. Hi, Wendy. Okay. Wonderful. Hi. First of all, I one just of our frequent say...
3: callers. Frequent flyers.
6: <laughs> frequent <the> flyers, right. <laughs> I just I just wanted to say first of all, thank you so much for what you're doing. I oh, me too, yeah. When when I had a young sighted child i'm blind and when my my son was a baby i can't tell you how many hours i spent that was before even twin Vision books you know and mm-hmm. and just just putting overlays on things like that and so i just really appreciate the fact that you guys are doing this um you may have answered this i was having some technical problems and i had to change your phones but um do you do any larger party games and can you talk about some of your card games that you do
2: um the we have a couple um party games that we do um we we've already mentioned apples to apples and cards against humanity quite a few times we have another one that i like called snake oil um and that one you put your you have two things that you are or you have someone that you're trying to sell to like a caveman or a um, renaissance painter or something And you combine two items and you have to come up, it's like an improv game where you have to come up with how you would sell it to the caveman or something like that. So that's a party game. Mm -hmm. Um, Another large group game that we have um, that doesn't require much um, of the way of um, braille reading would be uh, the resistance.
0: Oh, that's a great one.
2: The resistance is someone plays as a, um, there's, depending on how many players you can have, you can have up to 10 players. Um, so there's a certain amount of people who are spies trying to fill, um, defeat everybody and they're secret. And no one knows ah. who, who they, they know who the other spies are, but you don't know who um, they are. And you're trying to oh, figure that out who you yeah. But
0: that does sound like, but what's that called? It's called The Resistance. Um, another game that I like, uh, it's not traditional party game, but, Um, it's an expanded version of Sushi Go, it's called Sushi Go Party, and in this game, you are um, basically collecting cards that have different types of sushi on them, and the different types of sushi have different points. Um, And so it's a card drafting game, which means you get four cards in your hand, you pick one and you pass three on, and then somebody passes you three more, you pick one, pass two, until you've gone through all the cards. Oh, okay. Okay. uh, So it's uh, has a fun mechanic that is really easy to do, um, and all the sushi have really cute names and cute port...
6: It's just a fun game.
7: It's a, yeah. That it's sounds pretty-
6: really fun, yeah. It does, and, yeah. Um, to learn more about the actual games, because I looked at your, your catalog before this aired, and, um, I mean, it's really embarrassing because, you know, I grew up with Scrabble, Monopoly, Checkers, and Chess, and so I don't <laughs> really know any of these games. Um, do you... I, I didn't look at all the details of everything on your catalog, but does, do you have anywhere that kind of explains it or would we need we to go elsewhere to learn We have about a that? very
0: outdated podcast called you've got to get your hands on this game where we just basically did board game talks and uh-huh. talked about different games. Um, that's kind of one of the things that kind of fell on the wayside when we had a bunch of kids, but we do have several episodes of it to hear more about um, game information. And um, one thing that I always suggest is that Richard and I are both very approachable, we're always available, and so if you have questions or you have, you know, I really like this game, what other games can I play, we're always available to talk or email and answer any Fantastic.
6: questions you have. Fantastic. Okay. Right. Um, and would you be able to possibly send Cindy or Mika the link? for your podcast that we might be able um, to if go we
2: can figure out where it is right <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um,
6: while we're talking I'll look to see if I can find you it. guys are delightful yes I,
3: just, I just, just want to say that I I feel like you're just friends you know like thank yeah. you so
1: much for doing this for us you know uh, now like they're gonna have to come back just to hang out with us right <laughs> For sure
3: yeah because we we might want to hone in on some specific games,
1: right? Yeah, Um, for sure. All right. Um, Thank you, Wendy, for your question. Our next question is from Jeff. You should be unmuted.
2: So um,
5: this has been great. Every Friday night at Microsoft, uh, all of the devs, the the developers get together and we talk um, and play board games with the uh, program managers. And I was just wondering, what, what do you... How do you determine a game that you're going to take next? Because I could send you 20 or 30 games that are in our closet. <laughs> right. It's really interesting um, because it, I can't play most of them because I'm, I'm you know totally blind, and so it makes it really difficult. But I would love to be able to to play some of them. so I'm just wondering what what, you know uh, do you guys do to, to rank or evaluate oh. which ones you take on next?
0: I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, since this is like a passion project, we do stuff that interests us. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I hate to say that, but you know, what gets priority is projects that we think are fun or interesting, or like we want to play with the laser cutter. So we do take ticket to ride. Um, but that being said, we do take priority at game. When somebody approaches us and says, you know, I really want to play this game and I can't, is there anything that you can do about it? Have you heard about this game? and And so we really try to help people we really try to make it happen because that's what this is about we want board games in your hands i mean that's really what the only reason why we're doing this
4: Mm -hmm.
2: so um it just um like if it's an old copy we might not want to do that because one of the advantages of us buying um getting a um game that's fresh out of the um freshly produced is the cards will be in the same order that they're shipped in
0: right so you don't have to go through every card in order to use the kit one thing i would suggest is to just look at our catalog and see if we already have any kits that you're playing right now because we do have um a fairly substantial back catalog already we're always trying to add new things to it but uh, we do have i think 100 150 games on our website yeah, something like lot, that quite a lot um, i did find the link to that podcast we don't there's not a chat here so i can't post it but i will email it to um could you could that. you email it to community
3: at acb.org sure I'll get that right, going right now community at acb.org that'd be okay. great I, um why don't i
2: I can do it. well i was gonna say um i don't know there i guess it's really too long of <laughs> url
3: if you send it to me, I'll include it in one of our, we, we have a schedule that goes out every day for our events for that day, and I'll include it at the end of that. Uh, All right, I'm going to email schedules.
0: it from our um, my work email, which is braille okay. at 64 com.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your question, Jeff. Next, we have Deanna.
7: Hi. Um, my family has always loved a game called Encore are you familiar with that one
2: um that's a singing game isn't it um yes (laughs) um i'm familiar with it i haven't um we haven't done it um i my my family love loves it but um i haven't played it in years um and my wife is um not a musical person at all.
7: No. Um, well, my husband isn't either. And so when we play and he plays, he just has to repeat five words from the song. He doesn't have to sing them because nobody. <laughs> <could> say, <laughs> 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 but the fun thing about it is that I've played it with everybody from um, my parents through grandchildren of mine, mm-hmm. all playing at the same time because yeah. You know, the they can think of all the, the songs from the Disney movies and, and mm-hmm. from cartoons and from commercials. And my brother-in-law, I swear, cheats. <laughs> he used to be a DJ, so he's always coming up with a rap song. And we look at him and go, did he just make that up? <laughs> all right. Um, can you repeat that email for me one more time? I'm sorry.
0: Community at ACB. Dot O-R-G.
3: I
1: got it. Thank you. Right, sure, thank you, thank Deanna, you. for your questions. Does anyone else have any oh. questions? Any more questions for um for sixty-four ounce games?
3: What is your guys' email ad- or your website address? Is it sixty-four six four?
0: Yeah, it's 64 O-U-N-C-E Games, G-A-M-E-S dot com.
2: 64ouncegames.com. com. Right, O okay. Z I think has a redirect to it, but O U N C E is the one that we use more.
1: That was smart to get the O Z as, de- as a as a as a redirect to the website. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, I right. don't. But the problem with that is our emails aren't that. So, right. yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. Anyone have any more questions? Well, I have another question. So the i'm not really i've never played um either apples to apples or cards against humanity i'll admit uh, although i think i would enjoy them and uh, so i'm wondering we would we would buy those ourselves right and then you would send us the kids
2: right um apples to apples and cards against humanity work differently um okay. apples to apples is produced by um hasbro and the and they're a huge huge company and they don't um it, but they they don't do announcements when they change versions or anything like that so we've had enough version changes with um apples to apples that i literally will just buy them off of amazon and ship them with the kits because there's been too many times where someone has bought a different version and tried to put it together with my kit and it Didn't work, so it's easier for me to just purchase them and sell them with together with apples to apples because I want to make sure that they match. And if I do it myself, I'll know that I have the right version and that they're getting the right version instead of me having to try to figure out where it went wrong.
3: And what about Cards Against Humanity? Is that something that you'd buy
2: with that one? You would buy the um, game separately and our kit separately.
3: Gotcha. All right, Melanie.
5: Um, just wondering if you can tell me real quick about this. Uh, what does the uh, accessibility features on the game, Cero, uh, what what makes it accessible?
2: Um, it has it done it? Um, a piece um, in print. It will generally have a bunch of lines going a bunch of different ways. And okay. um, the accessibility kit is just a, blind, uh, a a transparent sticker that has lines going the same way, but they're embossed so you can feel. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Okay. So I mean, cool. that's that's mainly what it is. It's just embossed lines.
0: Right. And um, don't <laughs> we include stickers for each of the pieces as well?
2: Yeah, that's for the that's for the pieces. Um, right.
0: So um, each of the pieces are different colors. So we also include labels for the pieces, so you know which piece is yours.
5: Awesome. Thank you all so much. This has really been informative and enjoyable. It is. And I'm on your guys' website. <laughs> <laughs> I have a
6: feeling I'm
3: going to be buying some kids. <laughs> anyway, Um, so I'm curious about like a uh, pandemic. Is that, that is a board game then? Yes. yes. So I could buy that game and then buy, pay $35 and you'd send me the accessibility stuff?
0: Right. And so for that, there is a, um, a sticker for the whole board. So it comes in four pieces. So, um, you would line up each of the four pieces for the board. So it still folds. And then you have, um, two or three different set of cards. And,
2: um, yeah. So you'd have stickers for all of the cards. Um, that particular kit comes with a, um, cute, or, um, that comes with a, what am I trying to say? Uh, um, because your hands are all, all over the board, I have. Um, I did a, a embossed print, or uh, not print. Um, it's but like embossed- a cheat
0: sheet because the way pandemic works is the disease spreads. So each city connects to a different city in different ways. So like Washington D.C. might connect to New York and Chicago and Boston, and right. Boston and Miami. And so we have a cheat sheet that shows you exactly which cities connect to which cities and how. Um, that's smaller that you can keep in front of you so you don't um, accidentally move pieces around when you're looking at the board. Right. So you can look at the board, but you also have a cheat sheet in front of you.
2: Right. And I think that they actually made an HTML version that has that same information so you can click through it um, back and forth to using, the different cities.
0: Using voiceover on your phone, too. Is there?
3: There's party. not different versions of that. Like, if I went to Amazon, I could find Pandemic. Yeah, yeah. you
2: would. Uh, you would. I am the-
3: getting it just as a memento for this whole crap that we're going through right now, <laughs> and I'm gonna have it so when I get to be with my grandkids and my daughter, I can play Pandemic. <laughs> it's a really fun cooperative oh game.
0: God. So you're working together.
3: It's a lot yeah, of fun. No, that's awesome. And I also, I mean, like these are very reasonably priced. Like the Sushi Go you're talking about that it's so we'd buy those
0: cards right right you have you'd buy the um the card the actual board game from amazon uh-huh. and then you would buy forever. our forever target yeah so you you'd get the accessibility kit off our website and it's 15
3: dollars.
0: i mean you guys
3: this is amazing i'm glad your passion is this this is amazing really um thank you so is. much uh, Mika, this could even turn you on to games. Like I mean, games. I know, right? <laughs> You're not a board game person, but I want to oh. turn you on to board games.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be a board game person too if I had to play Monopoly and Scrabble.
3: Okay, come on now. I like Monopoly, but... <laughs> I you, always fall asleep still wanted the to only, got bought. So you, you don't, don't want played. that to be the only game, right? Right, you right. And that's
2: the thing is that um, all of our... I try to offer... Um, um, they were asking which one games get priority. Well, I try to give priority to um, games in different genres that play differently. That way um, there's, something it, for there's different experiences. Because that's one thing that, um, that having such a limited um, amount of games. So I try, try to make sure that there's at least one game in each kind of genre. Like um, worker placement, I make, made sure that I did Stone Age early because that's a very good worker placement game. I made sure, or um, deck builders, I made sure that you have dominion because that's a unique experience and something that you wouldn't necessarily get in any other format.
1: It's amazing.
3: What Um, I love is your guys' passion. Yes, I I know, right? You can tell that you guys genuinely um, want to do this because for all of the right reasons, even though they're not necessarily a uh, huge financial. And I, so I want to thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, can you tell me what taboo is that game? What is, that?
2: Um, I feel like I've it, heard of it, but. Taboo, um, you have a list of like five words that you can't say. They're taboo. Gotcha. Um, so what our kit is, um, in fact, uh, that's one of, that's our only kit that we don't actually send, send any sticky Braille with um, because um, each little tiny card has, um, I don't know, um, four words on the, or five, ten words on the front, 10 words on the back. And it's just in this really tiny card. So it didn't make any sense for me to try to make a Braille sticker that could fit, fit on it. Um, so instead what we did is, uh, each Braille card, uh, or each card has those same words on it. Um, but on a full sheet of eight by eight. 11 paper um but you just put the the print card with the braille sheet um but the basic idea of the game is that if you're trying to get someone to guess a word and you but you have to explain the word without using um the five words that are taboo so like if you're doing um sky it might be outdoors blue um um Birds. Birds. I don't know. So
0: there's five words you can't say that describe that thing. And,
2: and they're usually them. right. And they're usually the words that would be your go-to to describe the work, the thing. So you have to figure out a roundabout way to um, say what you're saying.
3: Okay, I have one more question. I need to know what is Blink's abhor society?
0: Okay, so that is the shit <sighs> that goes with Cards Against Humanity. It's um terrible cards that have blindness topics instead of um, gotcha okay that's what you were talking about
2: like um like um keeping the guide dog too long in the bedroom
3: (laughs) okay so uh we're almost done with time i can't believe it's almost time Um, (laughs) did somebody have a question that didn't get answered was there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, have,
1: we still have two hands up, but they're from people who've asked questions. There's, so
3: okay. There's three uh, oh. now. So why don't you ask, go to the person that has not asked a question?
1: Okay. Uh, everyone has. Okay.
3: Well, then, I would like to ask you guys a couple of questions not related to this. I'm curious. I know uh, you are a, a teacher, a TVI um, Emily, what Richard? What do you do for a job?
2: I teach special education. Like oh, that's to,
3: you did say that. So, do you teach at like the high school, junior high? Yes, I
2: teach at the high school level. Um, so, um, a lot of severely autistic kids, or um, that sort of. Um, gotcha. Um, yeah. So, like and you
3: said, you have five kids. So,
2: do your kids like to play board games? Um, they probably would if we had the time to do it (laughs) well you you have
3: 400 games i'm curious i don't play any of them (laughs)
0: uh, our three youngest kids do we have a four-year-old a five-year-old and a nine-year-old and they love to play games um our older boys are 11 and 14 and they're too cool for us now
6: um, yeah, well. <laughs> the 14 year old will
2: play when uh, my mom is in town right they play, we'll endless, play with grandma
0: yeah and they play games of settler's Catan to see if they can if he can be grandma
2: but they, they don't typically play um with me not that i ask them to very often but um yeah. well this has just
3: been amazing uh Mika, do you have anything final to close but we've got like five minutes left and
1: I just just want to thank you, Richard and Emily. Thank you both for coming. Emily, thank you so much for really just quickly answering my message and being like, yes, we will do this. And I like, like Cindy said, I'm not really a board game player, but this has really gotten, this has piqued my interest. (laughs) You will be getting an order from me. So
3: I I am definitely going to order Pandemic. I've got to because, yeah. Um, and I do have a Scrabble game and a Monopoly game in my closet. I made a big move a year ago in, um, uh, from Seattle to Minneapolis. And I did not bring a lot of things. I, I left a lot of things, sold a lot of things, you know, sized down. Uh, but I kept all of my Braille stuff. You know what I mean? My Braille games and stuff. And uh, But this is just totally
1: exciting to know that you could get games that are, like, really current and... So, uh, do we have time for a question from someone who's not gotten to answer? If it's yeah. Quick. Okay. yeah, yeah, Karen. There should be something on your screen asking you to unmute. Hi, it's Karen. Just a really
7: quick question, just because we were eating pizza and not paying attention too much. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> can, you, can you repeat the website for us?
0: Sure, it's 64OunceGames.com. That's 64 O-U-N-C-E games, G-A-M-E-S dot com. Thank you.
1: Thank you, guys. Oh, this has been so amazing. Denise, if we have a few minutes, can we just chat about the game labs tomorrow?
3: Yeah, so tomorrow we've got three game labs, and um, So two of them I'm knowledgeable about and the other I'm not. I got you. Don't worry. So that's it. So (laughs) at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 2 and 4 p.m., we're going to be covering some of the Dice World games. Uh, So at 2 o'clock, if you want to learn more in depth how to play Threes and Yahtzee, uh, you will get to learn from Andrea and Neva. At 4 o'clock... You can learn more about Farkle and one 24 from Karen and Tony, and then at six p.m. Eastern from Mika and Tyson. <laughs> we will
4: be talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will be talking about role play and idle like incremental games. So we will be demonstrating Land of Livia and Crafting Kingdom, as well as. Galactic Colonies, which is the new game that from the same developers who created Crafting Kingdoms. So, and this is the second to the last week. Uh,
3: next week, the 30th, will be our last week of doing Game Labs. And we are on mm-hmm. Game Labs 10, 11, and 12. So, when we are all done with the month of May, we will have held 15 Game Labs. And uh, it really is is because of this community and people coming forward and being willing to help us out with them. And And these calls, these these particular calls. Definitely our calls. calls. So um, yeah, this has been so much fun. Uh, And most people already know by now, but uh, Emily and Richard, uh, Mika and I are best friends and uh, we lived near each other for a long time, worked near each other for the last three years prior to me moving, she
1: used to bring me lunch at work. I
3: did every day, every day. day. Lunch, <laughs> so she got spoiled. Uh, people thought she was going to starve to death after I moved away. <laughs> yeah, but
1: no one else brought me lunch, so <laughs> they,
3: they were going to just let her starve. Um, so she fended for herself. I'm sure there's a game like that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <no way. laughs> but I moved 1,400 miles away to Minneapolis, and. Uh, and so it's been really great that we get to do this together on Friday night. So, um, but thank you so much. And thank you everybody. We had a really good turnout tonight. We Cindy. Did. Yes.
6: I have one other announcement to make.
3: Oh, can I announce it? Sure. Is it, is it what I was, is it was what I'm thinking.
5: I don't know. Is it?
3: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> have you been broadcasting there? I have been. Oh my
0: gosh, it sucks.
3: So Sorry.
5: Whoa. Okay.
3: <laughs> so, Jeff Bishop is amazing. And I am saying it publicly, but he came up with this great idea. Yes, Jeff came up with a great idea. Uh, for once desert. in
6: a while, I do. And, yes. Oh
3: my gosh. <laughs> but I... But it really is in response to this amazing community that has taken place over the last 10 weeks where we've been getting together and have such great content because of these community calls. And ACB Radio has now designated a stream called the Community Channel. And so uh, it is going to be live tomorrow. And uh, Jeff is going to work on putting a skill together, right Jeff? <laughs>
5: yeah, we're working so. on a skill and uh, that that should be up in the next week or so.
3: And so uh, you guys will be able to listen in on acbradio.org slash community uh, and listen to our community events. And so thank you ACB Radio for your support. Yes. Jeff, thank you for helping make it happen. And I'm just so... Delighted that uh, our community—that we've been really, uh, it, you know—it's it, ACB has always been a community, but we've not been at the forefront. We've not been able to really have a real. It's not been so tangible as it has been over the last eight to ten weeks, and I think by creating this community channel, it's even going to be more so. So uh, that was your announcement, right, Jeff?
5: It was absolutely. Okay,
3: I saw it. <laughs> But thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. Really, I'm, I'm just so excited about it. So,
7: uh, before yeah. you go off, Cindy, I have to share my sigil. I think everybody should have one. So, several years ago, I came up with one that is two white canes crossed at the top, with a little bat hanging upside down from that crossed cane top, and it says "blind as a bat, but still hanging in there."
3: all right i always used to want to have a t-shirt that said
7: uh, love is blind and so am i so there you go okay <laughs> All <right. laughs> you'll have to have a, with a heart and little flowers around There you it go yeah for, your you know, <laughs> for sure yeah all right thank you so
3: much everybody for being on and thank you emily and richard thank you guys we'll have see you guys night. next week yep see you next week